to another episode of Sonic and Mangle. We're liars. We said we'd be back in the studio every week due to shortage of time with school and everything. We're bringing you a quick conference tournament Zoom show. And then next week, our March Madness preview is going to – it's uh, 12 months in the works, Gracie, wouldn't you say? We've been, we, were, we were so bummed last year when we couldn't talk about it with everyone. Absolutely. There's no sporting event. I know I, there's no sporting event I look forward to more than March Madness. I know it's up there for you too. It's, it's the best time of year. And right now, we got bubbles being burst, tickets being punched, conference championship week. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's where there's a lot of teams that don't really need these kind of extracurricular and a lot of teams that they're playing for the season. And in a year where a lot of seniors missed last year, not seen well, upperclassmen in general missed last year because of, of COVID, this year is magnified even that much more. So emotions will be flying Bubbles will be burst, and we've already seen bubble teams. The teams we talked about a couple weeks ago on the bubble, a lot has changed with those teams since. Yeah, a lot really has changed. We talked about Minnesota. I talked about them. They went on to lose five in a row. We talked about Seton Hall, who's still fighting for their life in the Big East semis right now. A lot of teams we discussed are just right on the edge still. It's, it's coming down to these last few days. It's going to be really interesting to see how it turns out. But we're just going to kind of run through the Power Five plus the Big East, and we're just going to talk our way through the tournaments here, give our predictions, who we think wins it and punches their ticket this weekend. And let's just – we'll start it with the Big East. Yeah, it's going to be a big home pick here probably. We got Seton Hall versus Georgetown in one semifinal tonight and UConn versus Creighton in the other. How do you see these things shaking out? So I'll start, I'll start with the first one, uh, Seton Hall, Georgetown. Um, I kind of half was like serious, half joking, but I had a good feeling Georgetown was going to knock off Nova yesterday. I didn't think it would come with like the free throws and all the fun stuff that came with it. But Georgetown and Pat Ewing, he has those guys playing inspired basketball and they've won six out of their last eight. And the two losses are to the team we're going to pick to win the big East. So no shame on them. And that would be just the coolest thing ever. Like it would, it would sneak four teams in the big East, not the fourth we thought, not Providence, not Xavier, not Seton Hall. So I think Georgetown wins today. I, I think Seton Hall, besides uh, Sandro, they don't really have a ton around him. And I think eventually, like, they played well yesterday against St. John's. St. John's played him, took him to overtime. And, um, but I think Georgetown wins. And then in the second game, you, it's hard to beat a team three times. And I think I know we're – it's not – we're not biased. They're, UConn's the hottest team in the Big East, one of the hottest teams in the country – and it's cliche because every time they get some March, it's like, oh, they can win. But there's a reason for it. There's a magic in the air. Last night was showtime. It was the highlight of the season so far. We got Tyrese doing 360s. We got Andre doing reverse jams. We got, th- we got, we got them carrying Book Knight like the royalty he is. So, yeah, I got UConn beating Creighton. And then in the chip, it's going to uh, – I don't really care who UConn plays. I, I think it's a win. So, I'm on the same page with you. I've got UConn beating Creighton and winning it all. They're just, like you said, they're the hottest team in the Big East. They're playing with confidence, swagger. They're playing together. But in the other matchup, I think Seton Hall is going to squeak by Georgetown. It doesn't really mean much, except for maybe that gets them into the tournament. That's the only thing that, that I could see having a big effect there. Because they're right, they're right around first four out right now. So I, I, I think they're going to come out and play really hard tonight. 
Georgetown's been a great story down the stretch here. Six and two in their last eight. Uh, they're playing some really good basketball as well. But when Seton Hall is fighting for their tournament lives and they and they're close enough to that line where they they can sniff it. They they it's right there. They sense the blood in the water. I think they're gonna come out and play a really complete game tonight against Georgetown and then lose to UConn. But don't know if that'll be enough to get them in. They'll be right. They'll be. They'll have to watch Selection Sunday very close. You know what's? You know, yeah. You know what's crazy? We were talking about how like if Nova would have beat Georgetown, Seton Hall with a win against Nova and a loss in the chip, I think that gets them in. That gets them but, in. I went over Georgetown. Georgetown it doesn't get them in. Yeah, like Georgetown, like Seton Hall simultaneously was like, we don't have to play Villanova, but it was like, we don't get the chance to beat Villanova and build our resume. So now they have to win the Big East tournament. I, I think that I think that's pretty clear. So yeah, I think playing for their tournament lives. I mean, technically Georgetown is too, but they're not in that large like chance at all. So it's an outside shot for them. We'll move into the gauntlet that is the Big 12. The four surviving teams in the semifinals are Baylor playing Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State. And then we got a good old Texas and Kansas in the other semifinal. How do you see this tournament shaking out? So, oh, I hope I don't regret this in a couple hours. Well, whatever. I I think uh, Cade Cunningham is dancing in the Big 12 chip. I think they knock off uh, – I, I think I'm only saying that, and it's, it's what have you done for me really lately. And – Baylor, we don't really talk about it because they won, so it doesn't matter. But, like, they really didn't look awesome against Kansas State yesterday. And Kansas State's one of the worst teams in the Big 12. And I don't know. Like, the loss to Can- – like, Baylor's looked human. I They're still an amazing team in a one seed, the second best team in the country. But they've looked human with the the slow start against Iowa State. And, like, their win- it's, it's, it's tough that I have to pick apart their wins because they only have one loss. But I think Oklahoma State gets it done today. I think they should think they shocked the world. And uh, I it's hard to bet against Bill Self in March. So I think Kansas takes that other one. I think Texas played a great game at Texas Tech. That was a duel last night, but I think Kansas just playing too well. And even though they don't have, they're not full strength yet, they're going to be full strength by the tournament. And that's a whole different story, but I got Kansas playing that one. Should I pick a chip too? I'll let you go though. You pick yours. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my semis first. I got, I'm, I'm the exact opposite of you actually. I think Baylor, I think Baylor wins and Texas wins. Baylor's just the big team, the most complete team in that conference, probably the most complete team in the country. They've got five or six different guys who can beat you. And I'd say that Oklahoma State doesn't. Right. But Baylor's been doing that the whole year constantly. And after the COVID pause, it's been shaky. I'm not going to deny it, but I just still think they're more talented. And then the big thing with Kansas, they don't have McCormick, I'm pretty sure still. I, I know he's out yesterday at least with the COVID. Yeah, right, yeah I think he's out for the rest of the Big 12. Yeah. Out for the Big 12. I'm going to take Texas over there. I think that those are two very evenly matched teams, but the loss of McCormick squeaks Texas ahead there. And then in the finals – not fun, but I'm gonna take Baylor over Texas. Baylor, like I said, they're just the most complete team in the country. It's not fun, it's not sexy, but they're getting the job done. Yeah, I, I think Bill Self reasserts dominance. I think Rock Chug, Jayhawk, I think they got there. I think I don't know if Oklahoma State could be every rank. I mean, they it's crazy. Like they went from like I thought they weren't gonna sniff March, not like not only, not only they're gonna get in, they're gonna be dangerous. It'll be a but, four four seed problem. Yeah. Four, if, they I mean, win, yeah. if they win the big twelve, they could get up to a three. Three. Awesome. Yeah. Because I mean, you have teams like Nova like fall. Like, who knows if Alabama? We'll get to them later. But like, if teams like them and or Iowa likes have a stinker in, in their tournaments, who knows? It's all it's all fluid at the moment, as we know. We'll take it to the Midwest and we'll go to the Big Ten. We got the quarterfinals today. We got Maryland versus Michigan, Ohio State versus Purdue, Rutgers, Illinois, and Wisconsin, Iowa. I'll go first here. I'm just going to kind of quickly run through these matchups because I don't think there's – there's four teams in the Big Ten that are better than everyone else, and it's Michigan, it's Illinois, it's Iowa. 
And I really think it's – I think Purdue is better than Ohio State. I'm, I'm very low on Ohio State. I think those are the four best teams, and they're moving on to the semifinals. And they're at the bloodbath. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was – I'm happy we agree on that because Purdue's been trending upwards. And I don't know, like Ohio State, like I'm still not a massive, huge fan of them. I don't, I don't know. But – and then, yeah, I think from there it's, it, gets, it gets dicey. You want me to go semis first? Yeah. So, based on this, it would be Michigan-Purdue, Illinois-Iowa. So, I think, I think Michigan wins that one over Purdue. I think that's a super tight one, and Purdue's awesome. But I think Michigan, they've been awesome the whole year. I mean, losing to Illinois – they've had a couple head scratchers, like losing to Sparty, but, like, losing in Sparty, it makes sense. And then getting killed by Illinois without Io at home, which everyone saw on national TV. So, that was the – one of the biggest takeaways in the last couple weeks with them. But I think they, they hold on there. And I, I got to go Illinois over Iowa. It's, it pains me to say because I'm the Luca Garza is Luca Garza. But I think Illinois, this, like, there's Io and, and Kofi are amazing. And then the surrounding cast is scary, man. That's, I mean, that's a team we've been high on for a long time. But now, like, they're proving it. They continue to prove us right. So I think it would, I think I got Michigan and Illinois moving on from those. I'm going to say I'm, I agree with you on Michigan, and I'm going to take Iowa, actually, here. I think Illinois has been playing some of their best basketball this season, which I probably shouldn't be betting against right now because I love them heading into March. But Luca Garza, he's just – that team is so good, and he's, he's been playing great basketball the whole year, probably player of the year. I, when it comes to tournament time, I love to trust the guys that have been there before. He's a senior. He knows what he's doing. Some of these guys, uh, Coburn, Io, they're a little younger some of their first experience in this uh, this situation. So I'm going to take the experience here and go with Iowa. And I actually have Iowa beating Michigan in the title game there. Once again, I'm taking the experience. I'm also not uh, – Michigan's among the great teams in college basketball, so is Iowa. But I just think, like I said, the experience. And I'm just not completely sold on Michigan yet. Yeah, I think in this case, if Michigan and Illinois match up again, I think Michigan would be very annoyed, angry. And based on that alone, I think – if they, they can beat Purdue, like if they come into it hot, like granted both teams would be coming into it hot because they're at the same round. But I would take Michigan in that case. I think, I think the, the taste of getting socks in the mouth in Ann Arbor really didn't sit well with them. And uh, I think, I think they're, they're, they, would, they would have an extra motivation to win that one despite their, their one-seed comp. Their one-seed uh, status being, I think, locked in at this point. Right? I think we're, I think we're pretty sold on that. Yeah. So there you have it. Got Michigan. I've got Iowa. We'll head down the Atlantic coast. We got Georgia Tech in the final, something we haven't seen. Long time. As long as I can remember. Virginia with the COVID issues there. Georgia Tech's automatically advancing. Tonight we see UNC and Florida State battle for a spot in the finals. Who's taking home the ACC crown? I think we'll agree on this one. I think, I think we're going to trust in Roy Williams and not have trust in Florida State because every time Florida State is not in Tallahassee, there's a chance. And – I think our lucky think our lucky stars that they didn't have to play Duke because I think Duke was gonna beat them and then it would have been cool because we would have got Duke UNC and like oh come on COVID come on Duke follow the procedures better but I think UNC would beat Florida State and like I don't I trust Roy against Georgia Tech in the championship game Georgia Tech has the they do have the best player and technically the best coach this year but. I, I don't know, man. North Carolina, they're getting – like, if they win tonight, that's hot. And they're hot. That means they're getting – they beat Virginia Tech last night. Virginia Tech's no joke. So, 
in an ACC that's been kind of weak this year, I think UNC is just like, we're still here, and it's Roy Williams. So. They're a classic example of a team that's starting to peak at the right time. People in March are going to love to have them going deep just because of what you said. It's what have you done for me lately? They're going to see they've rolled through the ACC tournament. End of the year, they started to look really good. They're, they're going to be a trendy pick to go far. And I'm, I have to agree with it, at least in the ACC tournament. I think they beat Florida State. Florida State can't play on the road. And then they're just a better coached, more talented team overall than Georgia Tech. So we're, we're on the same page there. Definitely, definitely. We'll keep it down. Uh, East Coast, we'll go SEC action. Little Bama, Mississippi State, Florida, Tennessee, Missouri, Arkansas, and Ole Miss, LSU. How's this tournament going to play out? So I think it's kind of been kind of Bama and Arkansas versus the pack this year in the SEC. SEC has been super boring. I, uh, without Kentucky, I know you like to hate them, but like without them, it's not as fun. They lost to Mississippi state yesterday. The same team that's going to we'll probably lose to Bama. So I got Bama beat Mississippi state, uh, Florida, Tennessee. I'm going to take Florida. I, I've heard people talk about how Tennessee's offense is going to betray them. And, and I'm not a big Tennessee guy in Florida, like for year in year out there in the tournament and like, just like every year, despite who they have. Uh, Mizzou, Arkansas, I, I'm going to go Mizzou. I think Mizzou ekes them out. I don't, I don't, I'd love to see chalk in this case because like Arkansas is the second best team in the SEC, but I think Mizzou, I think Mizzou uh, beats them out. And Ole Miss, LSU, I'll go LSU. LSU is kind of on the bubble, not really. I think they're a little behind. I think they need to win the SEC tournament, but they're, uh, I mean, people would have them in. So I don't know. I got LSU winning that one. I'm pretty similar, uh, except for I have Arkansas over Missouri. I've got Bama, Florida, LSU as well. And then I think I think we deserve to see Bama versus Arkansas, but we're not going to get it. Uh, my gut kind of says we're going to see a little Bama versus LSU in the final with Bama taking it home. Uh, no real rhyme or reason to this one. Uh, Cam Thomas at LSU is playing awesome right now. He's one of the big stars that a lot of people don't know about. So if you're, if you're tuning in and you see LSU, look for Cam Thomas. He's playing incredible right now. And I just think that them versus Arkansas, it's going to be a really close, really fun game that LSU squeaks out because once again, they've had more experience. They've been in the tournament the past handful of years, whereas Arkansas isn't a staple in the tournament. So them, Bama, Bama's just the best team in the SEC right now. So give it to them. Yeah, I agree with that. I think LSU would beat Mizzou in my hypothetical scenario too. And I think I think I think Bama. I mean, with with JQ and uh, John Petty, they're kind of just like and like Nate Oates has the has them playing awesome. So yeah, I think I think they should. They've looked better than everyone. They've been top five, top. They were like they were number six for a long time. Like I don't know what they are now, but they were they've been up there the whole season. So this isn't new. Yeah, well, I, it's not the fun pick, but it's I I truly think it's the correct pick here. And definitely, let's end it with. The late night conference, the Pac-12, Bill Walton. We got Oregon versus Oregon State. Battle for the, that's the, they call it the civil war out there. And then we got USC versus Colorado. What's happening here? So Oregon State, I, we, I was shocked last night when they beat UCLA. I mean, kind of just out of nowhere. I mean, UCLA and USC have been uh, the top two teams in the back 12 all year. But I think Oregon... I mean, Oregon wins tonight. Um, Dana Altman, Oregon, they're in the tournament like every single year and they're getting hot at the right time. And he, Dana Altman has like single digit losses at Oregon in March. Like that's including like probably tournament losses. So like, so yeah, I got Oregon and Colorado, uh, USC. I'm going to go to USC. It's not like exciting, but I mean, they have the best player. And uh, I don't know, Colorado looked kind of eh, last night against Cal. 
And I know that's not a great indicator of how they're going to play today. I mean, they're a great team. They're a tournament team also. But I, I, have tr- I think Evan Mobley, I think he's going to assert his, his will and show why he's a lottery pick. And then in the chip, uh, Oregon-USC, I'll, I'll go Oregon. I think they ride the momentum into the tournament uh, and, and clinch the automatic bid. I mean, they were kind of on the bubble at some point in the year, and then they keep winning games because that's what they do. So I got Oregon over USC in my Pac-12 hypothetical world. Oregon does this every single year. They start off fine, and they just get better and better and better as the season goes on. That's so much credit to the coaching staff there. It just, it just amazes me how – we saw them go to the Final Four a few years ago. We've seen them the Sweet 16 team constantly. I don't think we're going to see anything different this year. I've got them beating Oregon State, and then I've also got USC beating Colorado. But I'm going to take USC in the final there. I, I love the Mobley brothers look awesome. Peterson looks great. I just love what USC has done this year. And I think Oregon is going to start to have their eyes set on something bigger than just the, the Pac-12 tournament. Whereas I don't, they, they've won a few of these before. USC hasn't in a few years, if I don't recall at least. It's been a long time. I mean, the last USC, like being like, DeRoz- they had DeRozan, they had OJ Mayo. Like they, don't really, they haven't really had any great basketball players. That's so. why I think it's going to be more yeah, important to them to win this tournament. So I, I think USC can get the job done here. I think so too. I think, I think they have a great shot. I mean, I think that, that would be a great turn. That's the final I want. I mean, come on. Best, like what, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like most experienced Pac-12 team in March in the past, like decade at this point versus the best player in a team that's been the best this year. I mean, realistically, they've been head and shoulders above everyone. I mean, beating UCLA kind of showed that, and UCLA losing Oregon State especially showed that. So, should be interesting. Should be a should be should be a great battle. Should be an awesome battle. And there you have it. Those are our picks. Of course, it's March, so anything can happen, and we could be horribly wrong on this. That's that's the beauty of this time of year. Teams are playing for their lives. The desperation the buzzer beaters. There's no thrill like March, which is why next week we're going to be back giving you a full out March Madness preview going through all the regions, all the teams. It's, it's going to be great. Definitely. Definitely. I'm going to throw in a bonus conference. I'm going to fill out my mountain West. I'm going to go Colorado state over Utah state today. I'm going to go San Diego state over Nevada and I'm going to go Colorado state over San Diego state. No, no, no bias there, but I wanted to throw that one in there. Cause All right. I'm, I'm going to throw in a little extra conference for myself then to give me Western Kentucky winning the conference USA. You yeah. definitely also, uh, if you, in case you guys haven't realized Rick Patino's two wins away from the tournament. And, uh, so that's Iona. <laughs> prepare for that one. Prepare for that one. Everyone probably see him. Definitely. But, definitely. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We'll be back next week. And as always, folks, let's ride.